I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour. So I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, yeah, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona. And then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. Just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, So that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash jmscomedy or just at jmscomedy if you're using the app like most of us. Uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are so I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control, good, just electric, laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there jmscomedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots.
What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What kind of ignorant shit is that? At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. You idiot, you fool! Hey, dummy! This is the Ignorance is Blessed podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Hey, idiots. Welcome to episode 19. While I was editing this one, I realized uh, this was this one's from 2021. And it was when I had Psalm as my remote editor. So we have uh, an official drop for a commercial break in there. So professional. Unlike some of the older ones you've heard that I'm just flopping around, dropping ads in randomly. And um, I realized it was when we for a while we're doing a live stream to patrons only and I'm not doing that now but it was just interesting seeing that that remembering that I didn't even remember I did that and uh there was a while to draw people over to patreon uh, aka when I was trying to come up with creative noise to make money because stand-up hadn't come back yet uh I was only doing an hour free and then everything else was on patreon this one however uh there's no extra I I spend so much extra time with this edit because I was like oh shit let me go to Patreon and get the full episode this is it we didn't go any longer it was just us chatting with some a little bit before we fully logged off but nothing uh so but if I catch one that's like that I will put out the full length episode that you never got to hear so that's exciting and also you know maybe I can be coaxed into later releasing those full episodes anyway or Patreon bonus episodes that I don't know never came out there were only Patreon bonus episodes who knows? We'll see. But for right now, that's a psychotic thing to even bring up because I'm going nuts trying to get these episodes edited. I'm going to shut the fuck up. This episode is uh, with Stacia Fatwell, School of Thought. She talks about School of Thought. You probably know it by now. If you follow me on Instagram, you've seen me posting about it when I've been doing the program. She's been on uh, Christina Pajitsky's podcast. It's mentioned on Joe Rogan. Yada, yada, yada. Not yada, yada, yada. It's fucking amazing. And so is she. And you're going to love this interview. She's nuts in the best way. I love her. And you will too. So number 19 at the top 40 countdown. Here she is. Stacia Patwell. Hey, idiots. I'm here with my hilarious, amazing, talented friend, Stacia Patwell. Well, we just did this to the live stream only on patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed. Um, (laughs) So I'm not going to make the same joke of like, good luck following this great intro. Anyway, I'm sorry. Stacia, thank you for joining me. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Um, of co- I mean, of course. You are I you're an icon. I love you. Well, let's you're hilarious. Not go that far. <laughs> icon for what? Mental for, illness? I You know, it needs more icons. There's not enough. True. That is true. <laughs> uh I mean, no, you okay. Where to start? This is, by the way, also a commercial for Adderall. The intro of all of my podcasts. Me going, okay, wait, I, I have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> I would, I'm bringing you on to talk about fitness. We're gonna go all over the place, but you have in the past year of, by the way, almost a whole fucking year no, of being it's quarantined. Insane. You moving with Nicole a year? What? How? When? No. June it's been like seven months my quarantine went like this well went it's still going it's still going for all of us over here in Los Angeles um 
I moved to a new place in mid-March because my lease was up on my old apartment and me and my roommate were like, let's go a different ways. Yeah. Uh, moved into a cute place where I was a roommate with someone in Silver Lake the day that they were like locked down. Oh, geez. And she has a lot of anxiety about everything. COVID. Yeah. Of everything. Understandable. Right. And I had been going like, you know, I, I have my boyfriend. He lives in another place. And so I was like going to his place and coming back. And like, she was like, I know that this is an annoying question. Could you, while we're locked down, just pick a place? I know logically you're just going to your boyfriend's and you're coming back, but I am so scared. Could you either stay here or stay there? Yeah. So I went, oh, okay. Yeah. And I ended up basically living with my boyfriend for two months. So essentially paying, you know, Rent for, for nothing. Yeah. yeah. And then two months later, she, there was an earthquake. I don't know if you remember a very small earthquake in Los Angeles in like May. And she had an absolute like life up. crisis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's like, I just realized I'm so alone and so far away from my family. I have to move out and I'm very sorry. <laughs> so after paying like over a grand for rent, which is not uncommon in Los Angeles, but just so people know, a grand is still a grand in Los Like, it's as much money to me as it would be to me in Ohio. I just you suffer just through it. You spend on nothing. Yeah, you just get less for it. I, it's like, I still don't have any more money. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. She's like, I have to move back home. And she lives somewhere where there is earthquakes. So I was like, I mean, you know, there's still going to be earthquakes. I don't, okay. And then it just so happened that Nicole's roommate had you know, yeah. fallen in love. Uh -huh. And, you know, I'm not going to cast judgment. I've been the person who, I mean, my thoughts stem from like, I've moved in with someone within six months and I think that that's not a good idea speaking from personal experience, but God bless them. Who knows? You know what I mean? No, you no. never know. People you know fall in love right? in three days. Oh, yeah. You could do it the right way and you still end up alone and sad. So you yeah. Know, and it's like, so it felt kind of serendipitous that she's yeah. like, move in here. And I was like, oh, no, yeah. I it's expensive. Right. And I'm going to drive you crazy because you're so tidy and I'm ADHD, yeah. but we're making it work. Well, I was just oh. asking because the whole reason I started that class, the fitness class on Zoom, is because I remember I was like chatting with Nicole and Lara. Well, I'd had it because I taught spin for years and I was a personal trainer before this shit happened. And then I had a couple girls who used to take my spin class be like, you should teach a class on Zoom. And I was like, uh, yeah, no, I'm good. Like, uh, that's that <laughs> so lame. I'd rather fucking kill myself. Like, I, yeah, I, you're like, I'd absolutely rather not. kill myself because like, I'd rather kill myself than a lot of things you know but <laughs> nothing coming out of my mouth um <laughs> yeah, i'm with you on that it's the bar is so low so low um but i was like uh but laura and nicole were we were talking about something and and they're like oh we need a workout and and i was like yeah well why don't i just teach like a little fitness thing for the three of us I'll just do it tomorrow. Yeah. Like, not a big deal. It'll probably suck because who knows how this is going to work. But I'll just give it. I'll just put us through a quick little work. Yeah. You'll just guide everyone through a workout. It'll be dumb. It'll just be like the three of us. Who cares? And then my fucking big mouth. I like ended up telling like a bunch of people like, oh, hey, I'm going to just like teach this fake little class tomorrow. Just come. And like the yeah. first day there were like 30 people in it. And, and you were like, like oh, went no. really well. And I was like. 
oh, okay, well, maybe I can do this because if, if nothing else, it'll make sure that I don't get fat. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that you're like, oh, there's no gyms. This will keep right. me accountable. Yeah, and I do like I like teaching and I like whatever. So I was like, I'll just do it. It'll be just a- something to do because, quite frankly, I'm bored to tears, right? <laughs> and it's like a reason to make my boyfriend leave the house. You know, it's there's a couple <laughs> perks, right? So you're like, get out, go for a walk, yeah. get away from me. Yeah, exactly. It's like in uh, Death Becomes Her when Meryl Streep looks at Bruce Willis in the car and she's like, could you just not breathe? You know, <laughs> like the best fucking movie of all time. <laughs> I mean, it's one of the greatest scenes of all time. Okay, so uh, oh, I, I started teaching the class and then it just kind of grew. I mean, I, at first I was doing it every day because like literally had nothing to do. And I don't know, it just kind of became like uh, this strange, like all female comedians. It was like a yes. comedy store reunion every day. It was like very weird. I It just kind of happened that way and it was fun because we had like a little coffee talk before and everyone could just like complain about their boyfriends or whatever yeah before we start and you know it was just like a way for us to kind of connect and like you know, <laughs> whatever you know just like humans yeah. please yeah. <laughs> and, like do some squats or whatever and I don't know it just kind of it just kind of blew up I guess and um and now it's turned into like a full blown online tra- personal training business. And I'm working like 14 hour days and I like can't keep up with all the work. And I, <laughs> it's like, no, I mean, it's a good thing to complain about. And I, and it is also a strange thing because I feel like I needed the world to stop so I could like catch up and like be successful. Like dis- yes. Yeah, so you could like discover this avenue you have that like yeah. you can easily turn into you know income yeah I mean I think I found my weird little niche is it niche yeah niche I never I say niche niche but like okay you're a snob all right uh so my but I am better than you so (laughs) that is (laughs) I don't know what the fuck it is so okay niche I found my little niche of like you know fitness now it does feel douchey when I now it's like oh it's like when people add an accent when <laughs> to like yeah, yeah. Target. Like when they say often, it's like it's often, okay? It's not yeah. often. Relax. Yeah. Like calm your tits. Often. Often <laughs> times. I oft okay, anyway. I- so I I I felt I feel like I found my little place of like fitness, but also like talking shit. You know, I felt like because we were like, "Don't you miss stand up?" I'm like, "No, I'm doing it every day. I have a fuck my own show. It feels like it because like I can just yeah it and be doing squats while I do it. So it's like I mean yeah, and like what better time to talk the worst shit than when you're like really I fucking hate this right and I can't hear if you guys are laughing or not anyway so it's like I could be bombing so it doesn't even <laughs> matter I'm just like I'm killing right now it's like better than stand-up quite frankly I'm used to You're like they love it they're loving it it's easier to lie your <laughs> to lie to yourself on zoom you're like because you're like laughing. their mics just aren't on yeah. they're probably dying laughing oh, they're, they're probably laughing. not even doing the exercise <laughs> yeah. that's so funny so, ah yeah so I don't know so then um uh yeah so then you know it just kind of kept word of mouth kept blah 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 and and now it seems like all y'all comedians are gonna have to come up with some new material because everyone's losing weight no more fat jokes people 
No, I know. There's so many comedians like that. I mean, I'm watching these women work with you and like, yeah, it just, I mean, you're, you've, you've helped people make like some pretty big transitions yeah. like, as far as weight loss. Yeah. Transformations, I guess is the word. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I'm transitioning into thin. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the appropriate. That's the PC term, please. Okay. Let's not be fat phobic here. If I hear one more person. So I have one comedian friend who I'm training right now and she, uh, has a lot of weight to lose and she's on her way and she's like eating vegetables for the first time and like doing all this. I mean, it's like really amazing. And that's incredible. She's, um, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? Talking about it on Instagram or whatever. And she's getting all kinds of hate mail about the fact that she's fat phobic and all this shit. And I'm just like, that is a Whoa. fucking, Oh, I had to do breathing exercises. Cause I got so fucking mad. I was like, tell me her name. Like I will go up. Cause I'm like, uh, fat, pho- you should be fat phobic. Okay. Because <laughs> we're at risk of heart disease. <laughs> and dying of a heart attack like the like no one's saying not to love yourself but to tell somebody who's finding health and fitness for the first time that she should stop talking about it because she's triggering and she's fat phobic it's like what has this world come to how many trophies did you get for losing as a child you fucking idiot <laughs> No, I saw, uh, by the way, I am, for anyone listening, I'm subscribed to, Stage has a Patreon where she puts the videos and I was like, oh good, because that, that, that takes the excuse like, I've been giving myself. I'm like, well, I just missed the class. Yeah, yeah. And then well, I'm like, my thing is now is like, I know I go off on a lot of rants and the latest one was on fat phobia because it's just so idiotic because you're like, I'm sorry that biology isn't fair. I did not design this system. Biology is not fair. Take it no. up with God. Take it up with God. Don't take it out on the fucking poor woman who's trying to get healthy for the first time in her life. Oh, well, I mean, and that is like a huge fundamental problem right now is this like crossroads of, you know, body positivity bleeding into shaming people yeah. for wanting to be healthy, where it's like absolutely love where you're at, accept where you're at fine no one's telling anyone they need to like not to love yourself but these come from people who are either naturally thin and never had to worry about this shit or they're severely overweight and looking for an excuse to not face what the real issue is here do not tell me that you're fucking five six 270 pounds and you wouldn't take a pill that would put you into a healthy bmi the next day you're full of shit so instead of actually looking in the mirror and being honest about what needs to happen so you don't die at 45 i'm not talking about so you're hot like the magazines i'm saying so you don't die because yeah healthy at every weight thing is complete horseshit it goes against science you cannot be healthy at 270 pounds when you're five five okay (laughs) this is not how the human body works well, no, and it, it is like, it's, it's breeding this cult. It's, it's almost like, I mean, it's a form of gaslighting really yeah, to like exactly continually that. tell someone that like, I mean, I think there just needs to be a clear division of like, absolutely. It's okay to not, you know, be in peak physical condition and still be happy with who you are, yes. be proud to like wear whatever outfits you like, but also recognizing yeah. You can just go, I'm not healthy and I'm fine right. with it. Fine. Here's the thing. Do whatever the fuck you want. 
Do not absolutely someone for eating vegetables for the first time. If that triggers and offends you, you need to go fucking take a nap. All right. Like I can't. I mean, more than a nap. If someone eating vegetables triggers you, you need to do some deep psychiatric digging. Because like, were you assaulted by a a broccoli? Yeah. Like, who (laughs) hurt you? You know, my parents used to beat me with carrots. I can't. It's just it's it's quite frankly, it's unacceptable. And. If the way that this PC culture is moving now to where we're getting offended by people who are trying to take care of themselves, it's like, how how can you possibly let those words come out of your mouth or out of your thumbs and look at yourself in the mirror and be like, yeah. I'm well, a I read person. that I read that that was happening with like Lizzo because Lizzo started losing some weight and people were going, and it breaks my heart because like imagining someone in that position where they're like, Oh, you know, you've always been so proud of your body. And it's like, I can be proud of my body and also want to like be in the body for more years. Right. It's bananas. And also but it's like all these women talking about, don't tell me what to do with my body. And then you're going to tell another woman when she's moving towards health that not should or should not be doing it's like you're such a fucking hypocrite it's sickening it's sickening and not to mention like this poor client of mine has finally gotten into this mental space of taking care of herself and like caring about what she's putting into her body and moving and like and now she's getting all this like backlash for it and it's like it's just not nice quite I mean, no. really it's just not nice it's bullying and I, I just i it makes me very angry that we're living in a fucking society now where someone getting healthy is triggering and offensive it's just i mean it i i just i it's just i'm going to go to italy on saturday and i might not come back i mean take me with you i know oh no yeah i i would do that anyway even if society was fine if I could (laughs) um yeah no it's I wonder because it started obviously like you said it started as a small group thing girls started telling other girls people started coming did you ever run into any personal feedback of like people being offended (laughs) uh Yeah, well, you know, actually the first time I may possibly have run into it is that yesterday I did post that video about fat phobia being bullshit um, on my Patreon and then uh, someone uh, deleted their Patreon immediately and like a comedian. And and so obviously I don't know why she did, but I sent her a message being like, hey, let me know if there's any feedback as to why this isn't working. You know, I'm just curious, you know, I'd like to know if now I'm just like offending comedians, then that's, maybe I need to dial it in, you know, it's, <laughs> well, it's also to offend a comedian, you know, but I don't know. No, but also know why she stopped, you know, so like, yeah, exactly. And it could just be like, Oh, I need to penny pinch. And I realized right, I'm right, right, 20. Right. it was just a weird timing and stuff right, like that. Right. But well, right. cause I haven't watched the workout here's i mean i I saw watch the workout instead of do the work done the workout i would never just i mean i could literally just watch your workouts and eat popcorn like this is great look at her (laughs) who's she yelling at but who's all of us but also none of us um no but i I haven't done the workout but just seeing the notification when it got posted and the title saying fat phobia i was like oh i bet this is a really good workout. (laughs) oh i bet she lost her shit i bet she lost (laughs) i was like oh she loses it in here and those are (laughs) Some of the best ones. Like those are 
some of the hardest workouts you're spiraling, which I'm like <laughs> spiraling. Yeah. So, I mean, I haven't had any, um, I haven't had any backlash like you're, you know, I had, you know, a couple comments on Instagram when I like made some posts about, you know, if you're somebody who says you can't wait to work out every morning, you're, you need like fucking, you need to get, be medicated. I mean, I, you know, I make jokes. Well, you say that all the time. And like, I agree with that. That's what I love about your approach. But, and then I got a like response like, uh, well, actually I wake up in the morning and I am excited to work out. And I was like, well, God bless you. And get on medication. I don't like, <laughs> like if you're offended by my say, I, I, I just don't care anymore. If I'm going to offend you, then fucking be, I don't, I, I am very aware that I am offensive and, and my work, my class is not intended for the easily offended. It's just, if, if that's you, God bless you, go find a saccharine trainer. Cause I am not her and I will never be. And I can't, there's just no way that I'm going to be able to filter myself I've tried for years. It doesn't work. You know, no, it makes you, it makes you feel crazy. And no, I love it. Cause I love hearing like, there are things that you constantly reiterate in the, in the classes I've done with you, which I assume you also bring into your personal training with clients. But this idea of like, yeah, no, nobody loves it. Like stop wanting to like love working out. Just you just have to do it. Right. Like you just go like this fucking sucks, but I'll be better for it. Right. I love that you reiterate that message. I also love that like you talk about being like hot because I think there's this in the walking that like wanting to, you know, quote the idea of wanting to be hot. Cause like in the, this culture of trying to walk the line of, I don't want to upset anybody. There's a lot of us who fucking straight up have tried lying to ourselves and going, well, I'm only doing it, you know, for health reasons. Yeah. It's like, you know, when you're going to feel good when you fucking look good and like, like there's nothing wrong with that, you know, like yeah. let's stop acting like it's fucking offensive to want to be attractive. What woman would not. And listen, here's a group. I mean, this is some really offensive shit. I'm going to say, Oh God. But you want to talk about a marginalized group. How about being a very unattractive woman in this world? Yeah. Do you know how, how, much we take advantage or take for granted being an attractive woman in this world you can every door opens for you for you you know no and then, i mean and i'm not talking about being like the hottest i'm talking about being just like baseline attractive baseline attractive now there are a lot of people in this world who aren't there and that's the whole, no, I, that's the, well, no, it's real. There is like people, there has been research done of like that, like psychological studies that people will just trust someone more if they're attractive. I mean, which I'm leads not saying to, it's right. It's no terrible system. It's biology is evil. Well, no, but we live in a time where people want to be, they want to take their anger out on you for reality. You know what I mean? That it's like, like at the end of the day, like who wouldn't want to live in a body that made life easier? Who wouldn't want in anything that can make life easier? We're humans. We all want it. It's right. we're, so there's nothing wrong with admitting, hey, I'd like to be as attractive as I can be. You don't have to be a 10 on a magazine cover, but let me just do my best so that life can be as easy as possible. Now, what the fuck is offensive about that? You know, and and I, I don't know. I just to me, I just 
all this like don't work out to look good work out to feel good it's like well what are you talking about like it's like you could also do both and it's also well that's what I've realized too is when I every time I hit a point in my like fitness journey because I go through I'm a fucking roller coaster as we all do yeah but like every time I'm like really on one and then it's like the every time I've done it long enough that I'm finally starting to feel the benefits of you know I'm just feeling good I also look better. Right. So it's like, what is hand in hand, you know? And as women, I'm sorry. I, in my experience as a woman, sometimes when you've done all the inner work and you're, you know, meditating, medicating, eating right, going for doing everything right. And you still feel like shit. Nothing feels, nothing makes you feel better than going to get your hair done or going to get your nails done. We're going That's, to buy a new outfit. Sometimes it helps to go from the outside in. Sometimes. Yeah, to do the like the shit that you're like that we we try to tell ourselves in the name of wellness. Like it's not about what's on the outside. Right. It's not. But then like when you put on the right. I mean, I posted about this just in terms of outfits yesterday. But like when you just look really good in an outfit, you're like. It changed your confidence, your like mood. Yes. I mean, that's why actors pay so much attention to the costumes they're wearing or the shoes they're wearing because it changes the way you feel. So when you put on something nice, it makes you look good. It makes you feel good. Like my sister just had a baby. She was like living, she's living in Italy. She was feeling like just she's living all of our dreams. Yes, I know. No, she's just, yeah, I know. But you know, she was feeling like gross and not like her body and hadn't gotten her hair done, had no new clothes and have any makeup. She's just fighting with her husband. Like she just felt gross. And I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to send this fucking I'm going to send her some perfume, some makeup, some clothes. Like, I'm going to just send her some goodies that girl, that every woman I know loves. And she calls me after, and I went a little over the top, and I sent her a, I sent her a bunch. Yeah. And she called me after, and she goes, okay, I got to say, like, that worked. <laughs> she <laughs> feel so much better. She's like, I put on some eyeliner. I'm wearing G- Gucci perfume. Like, I wore my new outfit. Like, I'm actually getting along with my husband better now because, like, I feel pretty. And, like, when yes. you feel pretty, you, like, are nicer. <laughs> and Well, it's just, like, when you feel good. Ab- yeah, like, when you feel good about yourself, it that energy like resonates out you know what i mean yawning so he's tom is yawning he's he's bored with art like (laughs) let's talk about how you're trying to be pretty a little more okay yeah no i i um i i I realize a lot of what i'm saying sounds like i'm a complete cunt but like i well no but things are just we won't say them because we don't want to be offensive but what what is wrong with just admitting the truth yeah, or there's this like people don't want to say something because they don't want to, they don't want the perception that they're vain. Like the fuck, I mean, you think about just like the how the phrase "I woke up like this" like that was such a catchphrase and it took off. But this idea of just like even when you watch in movies of women waking up next to men and they're like ah, and they're like in full face makeup and their hair is perfect and it's like yeah. no, you have to like work for that, but. But trying to deny that there is a part of you that like, yes, I would also, it's okay to also want to look good. Yeah, there's nothing, it's, it's, yeah, to me, it's like, you know, if you want to look at it in a metaphysical, spiritual way, like we don't own these bodies, right? We don't really even know how we got into them. It's sort of like we're renting cars, you know, and we're just like, oh, we. I literally just said this yesterday. We're taking cars around in the sun for like a drive. 
Yeah, it's like if you rent a car, you kind of want to bring it back in better condition than when you got it. You know what I mean? You got to fill it up with gas. You got to make sure that you didn't leave crumbs in the back. You know, like, yeah, there's nothing wrong. Like, um, you know, taking care of your body and, you know, adorning your body or decorating your body, in my opinion, is a way of honoring like the life force you know you are i love that celebrating this weird meat suit that we're in and going okay you know what this is kind of a crazy weird bizarre miraculous thing that we're like in these bodies and a lot of the times we hate it or we hate our body and it's like you know why don't you take the time to just make it as you know the what is they say like cleanliness is god next to godliness i am it's like make it as next door neighbors with satan you know make it as beautiful as possible like celebrate the life force in this bizarre fucking body you're in well yeah no i love that i love the idea of like you know living your life as like in a way that is kind of practicing well yeah it's also just being grateful for this like cool experience that you get to have inside this body i i i think i said this on another recent episode which i don't know if it came out or if it's a an interview that we're doing later so this may be preemptive for listeners but but just the idea that like you're not gonna like forget to get oil changes on a ferrari you know what i mean that you're just gonna like scuff it and be like no big deal And, and like why not treat yourself with that amount of respect because it's because like, our bodies are these like incredible machines that nobody quite understands and like who knows if you're going to be in another body you know but it, at the end of the day it doesn't really even belong to you because you can't take it with you so if it doesn't belong to you then why are you going to treat it like shit whoa i guess because people are like well it doesn't belong to anyone else that's like such a heavy well and i i think you saying that really to me sparks this sort of what is the deeper self-worth issue going on if you're not willing to like you know move your body so that you can feel good do you not feel worthy of being more attractive more healthy more whatever yeah and like like okay my mom my sister is a new mom it's like that baby is always clean and sparkly. You know, that baby has beautiful new clothes. That baby is, uh, you know, like if you have a baby or like a little girl, like you are going to dress her. You're going to, if you're not a fucking piece of shit parent, right. You're going to like put her in fucking a dance class. You're going to make sure she's getting sun and exercising. You're going to feed her good food. You're going to clean her every day. You're going to take care of her. Like she's a precious gift from God because she, and when I say God, people, I'm talking about gravity, whatever. The high, whatever your the thing higher, is higher be you know power power right? being whatever yeah. so god is just like an easy general concept so let's just calm down all right let's not get tweets about how i'm some fucking you know christian so fat so shaming cunt yes which i can already hear it coming and fuck off you know white uh, privilege yeah. thin privilege <laughs> yeah yeah you fucking fuck um here we go but it's like you would take care of that little body like it is you know just the uh, the biggest miracles and then somehow we like lose that for ourselves for ourselves we're like oh whatever fuck it like it doesn't and it's like no because 
you still are that little child of the universe. Like you should still be putting her in cute clothes and washing her and putting nice food in her and getting her sun and getting her exercise because, because I mean, I don't know how I got here. No, I mean, I, I mean, I don't remember being like, yes, put me into that body. Now I don't remember that decision. So if I didn't make that decision, then it happened somehow, some other way. Right? Cosmologically. Right? So, so I'm just going to go ahead and say, I am not necessarily, I don't necessarily own this body. I'm just borrowing it. Well, yeah. And it's also like, if there is this like bigger picture, you know, God, the universe, whatever the big, it's like, why wouldn't you want to, I mean, it's like you said, like give glory to, yeah, but why wouldn't you want to be like, celebrate, celebrate this body that you have. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love this. Uh, We're going to take, I want to talk to you more about like bringing in like, I don't, I don't know, sort of these concepts with like universe and, and what a fucking God, whatever you want to call it with, with your body. Anyway. I'm rambling. We're taking a break. Okay. Okay, we're back. I want to talk about spirituality and fitness and how those sort of meld together with you. But first, I want to comment on something. So for those of you who don't know, you all know, because at this point I've plugged it 8 million times, but uh, we live stream these episodes for patrons only, patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed. Um, And people chat along. And in the chat, somebody responded when we were talking about fat phobia earlier, just agreeing Oh my God, there's another message held for review. So one of our patrons commented, wanting to be slim and healthy makes you fat phobic, huh? Like agreeing with us, like why is, why do we make someone wanting to be healthy? Why do we try to make it this hateful thing? YouTube in a private chat made us approve that message. It made our producer Sam approve that. And just now he said, you've seen me, JMS. I'm a fat bastard. I would never criticize anyone for not wanting to be like me. They're like censoring in a, in an unlisted room. They are like, this might hurt someone's feelings. I, Cause I just don't understand. I wonder if there's just trigger words with an algorithm that like you say phobic and they go, what's this or well, no, because it, tr- if you just say the word fat, maybe it does because the next comment it's, it's crazy. And honestly, I, and I joke about this a lot, about how sometimes a little public shaming is good for you. Yeah. No, if I, if I wasn't bullied, I would be the, I would not, I would not have grown up to be a good member of society. Or comedian, right? I mean, I've been, I have been overweight in my life. I've been a, an alcoholic. I've been overweight. I've been suicidally depressed. I've been at the bottom of the barrel and I have been called fat many times or chubby or whatever fucking bullshit word you can think of to call a, a woman who is not in shape. I've been called those names and it hurts, you yeah. know? It also makes you go, well, maybe I am eating like shit. Yeah. I do need to step my fitness up because that actually doesn't feel good. And why would that person say that? I mean, you know, if that is how I, 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 that doesn't make me feel good. And I don't need to be the most beautiful girl on the planet, but I do want to feel like, 
confident in my own body. I want to feel like the first thing people are seeing when they see me is not that I'm chubby. Yeah, that's what I wanted. So you know what? Thank you to those people who said that shit to me because it worked. You know, it worked. You, you being an asshole worked. Well, and it's also worth noting just like to yourself when someone says something and there are obviously, I mean, there's words that inherently in our society have been designed to like immediately make any woman feel bad, you know, like, you know, fat, slut, all these things. But I was. Yeah, no, but the thing is, is that if, if someone says that and it really bothers you, that's, that's a red flag to you that like, maybe this is actually something I am unhappy about maybe. And, and that's triggers in general is that like, when you get triggered, it's not the other person's fault. It's like, what, it's your, what is making me so upset by this? Right. And here's the thing, like, it's very easy to live in denial, you know, fat. And I say this to you guys all the time, like fat is a form of protection. So when you hate on fat, like you're not doing yourself any favors, you're just releasing cortisol that continue to keep you fat. Oh, yeah. Release fat. You have to send love to your fat and say, hey, thank you so much for protecting me. You've been protecting me. You're on my team. You're there to protect my organs from the wild. Thank you for having my back and showing up even when I don't want you to. Thank you. I am now ready to release you. Love you. Gotta go. So. Uh, So. Fat is. Saw my producer is clutching his heart. Are you okay? (laughs) Fat is. That's right. Love your your tits some seriously fat is physical protection you know yes well i have go ahead no i mean i'm just saying so you know when you are overweight you are literally putting up a physical barrier between you and other people yeah and there's a lot of a lot of fat comes from that chemical reaction of cortisol and and sometimes we develop you know subconscious coping mechanisms that lead to gaining weight as a a form of putting up a physical wall yes, and it can be a result of emotional, physical trauma. Um, you know, some dark shit, some small shit. hundred percent. And when people say, you know, so, so sometimes having to face the fact that it is there, that that fat is there is not facing the fact you're having to face the reason the fat is there. You're having to face your trauma, which is hard to go. Oh, And I have nothing but the utmost sympathy and empathy for that because it is really fucking, that's what life is all about is facing your trauma and, and coming out on the other side of it. I mean, that's what all of our journeys are about is facing our trauma and coming out better, you know? Yeah. And it's hard as fuck. And like, I get resistance to it. I get why someone goes, I'm not ready to go there, but like, and I can understand why someone would say, Oh, I'm not like, how dare you say that to me? I'm happy with who I am because it allows you to not face the reason why that fat is there. And I, it's like, you wouldn't want to face it. I get it because it sucks. It's hard. Yeah. to, To then get mad at that person for noticing something that's there when you refuse to like, um, uh, when you refuse to uh, address it is just, it's, it's not going to help. It's counterintuitive. It's weak. It's weak. You know, yeah. you're, you have to have a little courage and you have to fucking put on your big girl pants and say, okay, why, why am I letting myself be like this? Because you know, what is deeper with myself, if I'm really, truly honest, 
I don't like that I don't feel comfortable in my body. Yeah, and and figure out what is it that is making me do these things, have these reactions that are kind of perpetuating this cycle. Why am I eating too much? Yeah. Why am I eating when I'm full? Yeah. That, I mean, and that's deep. That's deep shit. Yeah. So it's like, I understand why people get all like, oh, fuck you. How dare you say I like, I get it because it's uncomfortable to look at shit that um, is hurting you, you know, but it's also wrong to uh, shame the person for saying something that maybe you fucking need to hear. Yeah. That, I mean, and we're not telling everyone to just go up to strangers and go, no, fatty. That's but, obviously not what I'm saying. And if you but, do it, God will, I mean, you I'm, I'm just trying. You to have to deal with your own consequences if any of you yeah. thought that this was a permission slip right, for that. Yeah. Here's the thing. I'm just trying to say <laughs> the silver lining for being the victim of bullying or fat shaming is that maybe it forces you to look at the deeper issue. And then you get to find peace, which is actually a gift. And you can go, <laughs> fuck you. I figured my shit out. When you get healthy and you and you feel and you are at a healthy weight, what it really does, it frees up space in your brain. Because you're not obsessing you're over it. You're not obsessing over it all the time. You're not constantly thinking about what a piece of shit fat you are. Oh, you know, it's like that all that guilt and shame and just constant badgering self-talk it just goes away or it, yeah the volume goes down on it and you notice when it happens and you learn how to change that thought and to me that equals freedom that's serenity that's peace that's like it's just it's like a brain shower and like yeah you want to have that yeah no i know it's like it's anytime you can take one less screaming voice out of the chaos in your head is a fucking gift obviously and so I think also like for comedians like such like it's such a good group of people to help because everyone has everyone is so comfortable talking about their demons and so it's almost like an easier group of people to work with because it's like they're not afraid of a little public shame. You get on stage and welcome it every night. So yeah. like you can handle the truth. You ex- you welcome the truth. And- well, you spend your time like examining your own demons anyways. Yeah. like for the entertainment of others, which is yeah. a whole other so conversation. Comics are so unhealthy just with like the time and the lifestyle and the food. I mean, it's just such an unhealthy lifestyle. So to be able to like help comedians like it, I don't know. It's just very fulfilling for me. And if I don't know, I just, uh, I know what I'm saying is probably offensive to a lot of people, but I think that to a bunch of fucking losers, I'm just kidding. But also maybe like the the people who I'm offending, maybe they secretly do agree with me, you know? Well, no, I mean, I don't think I've ever, I've definitely been offended by things I don't agree with, but also there's always, there's something when I, when you get really offended, there's some core thing that's driving the, you know, the anger, the upsetness yeah. of like getting to the root of it often isn't the initial thing. It's like, what it's am I really okay upset about? To be offended. Yeah. Well, you can also just like, be offended and live in that and let Mama. that emotion pass Mama. through you. 
if I'm not for you, then don't follow me and don't take my classes. You know? Oh, yes. That's like such. People who like, who I can help and I am helping. So what I'm doing is working. I have the before after pics to prove it. So if I'm offending you, hurting your feelings, or you think I'm just despicable, that's fine. Just don't follow me. I don't need to even hear your opinion about it because I'm good with who I am right now. And I know I'm helping people. So if I'm not for you, God bless you. Find someone else. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I think that's a message for everyone about anything that offends them. It's like, okay, well, Square one of taking care of yourself. Give yourself the gift of just cutting that out. Don't go down the rabbit hole of here's why I'm angry. Let me dig into this with this person. And you don't, no one's forcing you to follow me. No one's forcing you to take my workout. So if I'm pissing you off, then don't fucking follow me. (laughs) Go away. No, I, God, I love you. Let me ask you this circling a little bit back to trauma because I absolutely have a life lifelong not saying it's incurable but like I have trauma bod and I know that like my stomach is so is so much cortisol so much of what my stomach is I'm I'm confident is like that's stress whatever and I'm not and and also a lot of my body now is being a baby and staying in bed and in quarantine and like more chocolate. But like, I've always had a stomach that doesn't fit with the rest of my body that you're like, well, what's going on there? Do you, is there, are there things that work specifically either food exercise, maybe it's a spirituality thing for helping melt that like cortisol level. Are you a hundred percent? If you put some serious structure and discipline into your food, I mean, here's the thing. When you want to lose fat, it's 80% food. It's 20% exercise. You can't exercise your way out of a bad diet. There's just, it's just not possible. So absolutely, you know, it's like, I wouldn't, I would say for you, like you would really need to stick to the macros I give you and like be super disciplined about it. And your issue is probably has to do with, not wanting to be as disciplined and structured with the food. Oh, a hundred percent. Because uh, it's comforting and it's stress relieving. It's all of those things, right? Um, I also, yeah, I think also you probably, I'm guessing, spend a lot of time hating your body. Ding, ding, yeah. ding. That is only, you know, if you look at the mirror in the mirror every day and hate and go, fuck, I look like shit. My fucking fuck. I God, why the fuck won't you go? It's like all you're doing, like you said, is continuing to put yourself into a fight or flight mode. And that cortisol buries itself in fat cells and it's not going anywhere. So for you, it would be like uh, brainwashing yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I'm literally taking courses on like neuro-linguistic programming. I'm here for it. My curiosity is if the work is really done, can that level of fat, I've read so many different articles of like how hard it is to get rid of certain types of fat. Can that start to melt if you're like lowering your stress and like- 100% of course it can. Your body isn't broken. You can reverse almost anything. Now, here's the thing. We, people do have certain shapes and like- genetics to their bodies that you know you can you can get yourself to like the best position for your body shape like 
you know, but so yes, a hundred percent. Can you go from your body shape to Sofia Vergara body shape? No, probably not without surgery, you know, but you can get yourself to but even she probably needs surgery to be in her body. Yeah. Like, fuck. So, so, but can you get to a point where you feel confident and you feel like you're thin in this area? Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred, a hundred percent. There's nothing broken about your body. Oh, my guess is that you haven't actually spent enough time with serious discipline and structure to like to change habits. And oh yeah, brainwash yourself with like stopping with this negative self-talk so i think if you really you know were to uh, commit to that for absolutely two to three months of like eating the macros i give you you would see a significant change there's no oh, for sure the math equation at the end of the day there's no emotions involved when it comes to macros in and macros out like if you're it's doing simple it's yeah. math you know, and if you're doing what you're supposed, like if you're doing the numbers I give you, it's impossible for you to not lose weight unless you have some crazy thyroid thing that you need to go to the doctor for, you know, which is out of my control. And out of your, but, of course, of course. But Could if you-, you are do, you know, if you are being really disciplined about it, of course you'll change. Oh yeah, no, of course. My question came from, and then I, I want to dig into like macros a little bit for people listening who maybe are like, what the fuck is she talking about? Yeah. Um, I think I'm asking more for myself, but also anyone who I'm sure I'm not unique in this experience where when I, when I am starting to be disciplined and you know, you start to see results, but like not fast enough and the fucking place that you hate or I hate, I shouldn't make it to other people, but like my stomach is the last thing to start yeah. to improve. So I'll start getting thinner everywhere else. And then I'm like, well now my stomach looks fatter because everywhere else is getting thinner but no before the change happens. Yeah. 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 And so just hearing like, yeah, no, it, it'll, you just got to keep going. You fucking dumbass. But things don't usually happen in the timeline that we would like them to happen ever. Right. So that's kind of where I come in. And that's why I do like an eight week program. Cause eight weeks isn't long enough to like completely change your body, but it's long enough to kind of instill a habit changes and to develop the new habits. So like I usually find around week three, the honeymoon period ends with my clients or like, I've been doing this perfectly every day. Why am I not modeling for Victoria's secret yet? Yeah. <laughs> It is working, okay? It may not be working as quickly as you want it to because you need to lose weight slowly so it stays off. So doing these like crazy fast crash fad diets, like, yeah, okay, maybe you'll lose 10 pounds in a week, but guess what? You'll have 20 back on in two because you're depriving yourself and it's just like you're swinging the pendulum all the way over here. It's going to go. It's just, it's not going to fucking work. We all know that, you know? So it's like, it's, you have to learn, you have to learn different habits and counting macros. No, it's not sustainable forever, but you're cutting, you're cutting in order to get to a place where you're like, I'm happy here. I could live here. Great. When you're at a maintenance weight, it's a lot looser. You know, yeah. I don't count my macros every day. I count them when I've been a little crazy and I need a 
tighten it up because I got a photo shoot coming or I have something. Co- okay, now I'll like count for a couple days and get that shit back together. But I'm not counting my macros every day, like psychotically for the rest no, of No, because you've already gotten to a, a point tool. of. Right. It's a yeah. tool in your toolbox to bring out when you need to fucking get things in line a little bit. And that's what I'm teaching people in the eight weeks is, um, is, is how to learn how to do that because most most of us are just kind of like fuck well I don't know or yeah or you hear like such all this random bullshit diet fads and don't eat this why any diet works at the end of the day is because you start paying attention to what putting in your pie hole and when you do that you automatically start eating less and at the end of the day it's calories in calories out do i like that system no why on earth would our creator do it that way i know i sound like i'm really into god i'm not i'm just saying why (laughs) biology that way i don't know but yeah it sucks i wish we could eat ice cream all day and be hot no one would love to eat pizza by a pool every day than me and be hot that way but that's not gonna happen for me okay some people can god bless them that's not me kill them get them out of here yeah, shoot them all. Uh, <laughs> so, so it's just like learning another language and like learning a tool that will help you know how to cut weight in a healthy way and get you to a place where you want to maintain. And once you're in a maintenance weight, then it's like you have a way more room to kind of fuck around. Yeah, that like your life isn't going to end if you skip a workout or whatever. Like, and a lot of what my clients say is like, you know, they get so disciplined and structured, and they're like, "Wow, I don't even think about you've taken the thought out of it. I'm not like thinking about what I is this good? Is this bad? Am I going to eat that? What do I eat? What? It's like that's just gone. Well, yeah, because (laughs) once you get in the habit of. Well, let's explain. Could you like give sort of a layman's explanation of like when you say macros? Kind of what does that look like in terms of eating? It's uh, carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. Okay, it's counting calories, but counting like the amount of carbs, proteins, and fats you're having in a day. Balancing them. And there's like a, you know, certain equation that is kind of like the magic equation for cutting fat, and it will give you results if you follow it. Now, it is not, you know, I give people like certain sample diets that make it easy to get to those numbers. The whole idea of counting macros is like, if it fits your macros, you can, you know, theoretically eat in and out all day. If you're reaching the correct numbers, you'll still lose weight. Now that's not what I am telling you to do. You know, I'm not, you know, clearly that will just like ruin your organs. So that's not (laughs) the point is like, you're not cutting out whole food groups for the rest of your life, you know? Yeah. You're like, okay, if you need to have a chocolate croissant for breakfast, great, log it in. Now, what do you have to do for the rest of the day in order to reach those numbers? So now it's like, maybe I got to have a little less carbs the rest of the day, make sure I get to my protein, you know? So it's budgeting, it's budgeting. It's all, it's just budgeting. Like the way you budget a bank account is budgeting for food. Oh. Um, And it's, uh, it's just like learning another language, you know, it's like, downloading my fitness pal i give you specific macros you plug them in and then you log your food every day and i give you a diet that for the first four to six weeks you follow that diet like exactly yeah but then you learn what you can make and what you like and play tetris and then you're like okay let's bring you want pizza tonight all right so let's see how we can do that you know let's see what we have to do in order for you to have pizza tonight you still maintain your healthy and is it i mean i'm asking this i mean i know because i've got it on my but it's like a pretty equal balance with carbs and protein right 
40% protein, 40% carbs, 20% fat. So a caloric deficit. So you're eating less calories than you're burning. Yeah. Well, there is this, I think it's not a secret that there's this big sort of debate on like, oh, carbs. And you hear things like the keto diet that's very high fat, high protein. How is this different or why is this a healthier approach? Why are you like, why are you cut? Like, is that sustainable? A ketogenic diet? No, I, I, I mean, I've tried that diet. It's like, I'm sorry, but eating fucking bacon and butter and cheese all day is like not fucking like gross. First of all, it's gross. It's gross. <laughs> You're just going to like, first of all, I want to just go on record saying that like on paper, I love this diet, but also I can't picture myself being on it and not like eventually just sort of having a a layer of oil you have to be in ketosis which means if you have any carbs at all if you like slip because you're a human and not a robot and like have a piece of bread then it like is twice as bad for you it's like god what hell sustainable it's just fucking not and anybody who's using ketogenic usually does it for like a short amount of time listen whatever if that's your thing then go for it but for me it's like i it's not sustainable and it's just not healthy and i don't think it's a i don't think it's psychologically a good thing to cut out entire food groups no i mean i totally agree with you when we talk about carbs uh i this feels like such a baseline conversation that i'm sure as someone who's been around nutrition working in it 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 probably feels like common knowledge but Uh, assuming it's not I've learned that a lot of things I assumed were common knowledge because I knew them are not. And that's what stopped me for so long from just doing this online training because I was like, oh, everybody knows what I know. Why? Like, how am I going to help anybody? You know what I mean? And then I realized when I started doing it and I would just say things sort of in passing that were just like, like, everyone knows. And they were like, oh, what? And I was like, oh, shit, you don't know that? Okay, great. I actually do know a lot. You know what I mean? So I don't think I'm not okay. you as like, Jesus Christ. You know, well, I'm like, I, yeah. either way, I, I would yeah. be fine if you are. But like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. when we talk about carbs, are there carbs that are better for someone to have than other carbs? Does that make sense? Like, in my, okay, I don't believe. Now, obviously, there's a lot of schools of thought, right? In my opinion, a lot of the issues we have are when we say certain things are bad and certain things are good. How you think about a food is arguably more important than the actual food. Wow. Like it will affect it. Yeah. So if you're eating pizza and you're like, I'm a piece of shit. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to work out so many. This is so bad for me. I'm being so bad. Yeah, that's bad for you. You are releasing cortisol doing that, okay? Now, if you're eating the pizza going, oh, this is the most, God bless this pizza. Oh, it's nourishing my soul and body. Fuck, I love this. My body knows exactly what to do with this. Great. Enjoy the pizza. You know what I mean? So when you are eating with guilt and shame and stress, yeah, nothing. You could be eat stressed. You could be doing that with a kale salad. I, f- I fucking hate this kale. It's fucking disgusting. Why am I so fat? Why do I have to eat this salad? I'm such a piece of shit. It's counterproductive. Counterproductive. You could be, you may as well be eating dog shit. 
<laughs> well, I mean, it is kale. So, you yes. know, if you're eating a pile of dog shit and you're like, this is the most nutritious dog shit. Wow. Thank you for this dog shit that is feeding my mind, body and soul. It's like, OK, that's probably going to be a little more nutritious for you because you're not going to be fucking secreting insane amounts of stress. Fuck. Damn, that is. So are there bad carbs and good carbs? We put bad and good on everything. Okay. It just is a food. Yeah. Oh, I love that. We're going to, okay, here's what we're going to do. I want to talk to you a little bit about like your spirituality and fitness, which I said we would do, but just sort of like. I mean, that's pretty spiritual to say that there are no good or bad foods, you know? I mean, it is. A lot of people would completely disagree with that, you know? Now, when I put someone on a diet, am I putting, am I giving them pizza on the diet? No, I'm giving them chicken and green beans and rice and oatmeal and protein powder and Greek yogurt. Like, Mm, no, I'm not giving them those things because there are certain foods that make it easier to reach those certain numbers, okay? Yeah. Uh, when you are like in the habit of do of like you know paying attention to to portions and you know how much protein you're getting like when you want to bring in another food that's a bad food it's like okay great that's great it's not bad i love this okay you know- I don't where just where can people find you if they want more of you I think let's just I mean no this is just great and we don't need to like draw out more from you this you've given us so fucking much where can people find you I don't know about that but um on Instagram I'm at Stacia Patwell so it's just my name S-T-A-S-I-A Patwell P-A-T-W-E-L-L and that's me for I don't do Twitter I can't with that (laughs) follow me there and then in my Instagram bio, there's links to like my website and to apply to train with me one-on-one and link for my Zoom class on Saturdays and yada, da, da, da. And, and she also has a Patreon that's I'm sure in that. Oh way, yeah, but. Patreon. If you want video recordings of all my Zoom classes, they're uh, available on my Patreon for 20 bucks a month. I love it. Um, All right. I th- Honestly, I think that's it. This, you've given so much information. I love you. Thank you for... You really have. I know you feel like you just didn't, but this was amazing. Um, So thank you for joining us. I hope I'm not canceled after this, but you know what? Fuck it, right? Who cares? If you get canceled, you'll just get more clients of people who are like, actually, I agreed with what you said, and I would like to uh, sign up for your program. Yeah. Thank you, Jess. Thanks, Sam. Thank you. Bye, everybody.